0: You're listening to the Collab Talk Podcast, episode 25 of the MVP BuzzChat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Thomas Stensitsky. <laughs> This is Christian Buckley with collab Talk and I'm here talking with Thomas doing another MVP buzz chat and Thomas why don't you introduce yourself where you're from what you're doing now and
1: hi uh, hello Christian so uh, my name is Thomas I am uh, just uh, got awarded the MVP award in April uh, for our service and services My primary focus is exchange exchange online all the stuff related to it because I've got certified for exchange. And the good all exchange five five days and I'm running my own business and besides being a consultant, I'm a certified trainer as well and help customers to, well, you know, get accustomed themselves to cloud technology and exchange.
0: Excellent. And so you focus primarily your business on the exchange side of the house. Do you touch the other workloads at all?
1: so it's yeah office three sixty five in general uh because you can't separate the workloads anymore, but my primary goal is to or uh, i primarily focus on messaging and how to secure and secure uh, the hybrid configuration when uh you know connecting to office three sixty five and exchange online. I'm not much of a SharePoint guy anymore, because uh, back in the days I had to make a decision, you know, to take the red or the blue pill. So (laughs) SharePoint or Exchange, Uh, Exchange won, and that's why I I made uh, one of the last master courses for Exchange, for Exchange 2010 and 2013, which was a pretty good experience. But I won't do it anymore. You know?
0: <laughs> so good experiences, as in, uh, uh, you know, like the uh, Chinese curse of uh, may you have an interesting year, kind of mm. way.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, my uh, the fellow colleagues uh, from those courses, you know, we are still uh, colleagues, friends, and we already enjoy uh, to meet during a yearly conference at Ignite, for example. So.
0: Yeah, okay. we were just talking before we started recording. So you attended Ignite. Have you been to many of the Ignites or the or the, the like the big SharePoint conferences prior to Ignite? Uh, or your first one.
1: So the first Ignite was definitely the uh, first one in Chicago and the oh. Atlanta, Orlando, and yeah, this year's Ignite as well. So and before Ignite, I so we all had the good smaller conferences, which were more focused on you know how to exchange uh, information with. Um, Colleagues and with Microsoft internals, like the Exchange conferences. Well, those are internet as well. So it was quite a good it, time.
0: It, you know, it's there's a uh, there's a lot of discussion. I know mean, certainly within the MVP community about you know mm-hmm. what was better having a dedicated SharePoint conference, dedicated Dynamics conference, mm-hmm. Exchange like those kinds of things. And you had Tech Ed and all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it, it's not a surprise that Microsoft consolidated all those efforts because even on the technology side. I mean, to your point, we you know, Office three sixty five. We touch all of these different workloads, and and so it's 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 difficult to not have your hand in SharePoint and Exchange and Teams and uh, you know in Azure and well, Azure you know across all of that, uh, and so that's why Microsoft moved towards the Ignite model.
1: Yes, I think that especially because all of those workloads are interconnected and. In the service, uh, the service itself evolves week by week. So each and every week, an administrator, an Office Three Hundred and Sixty Five administrator, does have ten announcements where some services are enhanced. You know, change their behavior and so on. So it's not not like in the past where you know when we uh, got a new version of the product, you know, then run the version of the product for two years, and then came in the next service pack and so on. So.
0: Right and where science. and where those conferences really kind of served as Microsoft's uh, effort to like launch like the preview, get feedback to finalize that, and now where it's like we're getting features from every product like every week, every other week, you know
1: yeah, but you know all of these uh, results of rapid development are still uh, hard to deal with uh, by customers right. still uh, they have still process in place you know where a software rollout or software update takes a year to get software, a new release into production which is totally not working when you uh, move to the cloud
0: right it i mean that is a look it, it and, and there, i don't think there's any one answer to it it, it falls fully within the it depends category of mm-hmm. responses of how do you keep up with everything that's going on and and I mean, there's some great guidance that's out there. Um, I saw there was a, actually, an Avpoint blog post that was written by Matt Wade from the community, another MVP of all these resources, all these places. And and I I tell people that it's I mean, there's a couple uh, uh, you know authoritative locations like the Office blogs of, that you know should be part of your regular consumption, um, and then the Microsoft Tech Community. I would I always add on that you should follow what's happening around the products you own that you manage in user voice to find out what your feedback is but then it's really a matter of find the right blogs and and vlogs that of people that you know and trust and want to follow along like this series here on uh, out on YouTube uh, but I mean so what like what are some of the like your go-to resources for your area
1: so one of the resources that I definitely use is uh, the tech communities side, so all the new um, sources where all the tech content is moving to the tech community side of things is definitely the place to go in the first place. Right. Because One of the things that you do have to learn these days is you know, not only to search for content, if you're looking for content, but to be able to see how trustworthy the content is, because these days a lot of stuff is just you know published like thrown out of the door and you know see who is going to read it and apply the stuff to the production environment. But you do have to know about the technology. You have to to understand what, especially when it comes to PowerShell scripts and configurations. You know what will this code do to my production environment? You have right. to understand this stuff
0: and and uh, that, that's why the community aspect and seeing the dialogue around that like i get an example of i was at a conference prior to the mvp summit and talking with a customer that was having problems with how microsoft teams was documented and what they were actually experiencing and so i went and got tried to get a clarification from microsoft and they said well hey and here and here's what's actually what's happening there and then it turns out that they were incorrect and we corrected them on 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 that solution, but it so that's why you going and and kind of um, um, you know going out to the crowdsource um, around those topics is even important as well.
1: Yeah. So the thing is that I uh, that's one of the reasons why all the documentation is now being moved to GitHub so that you can right. contribute and update the stuff. But a lot of the information or documentation by Microsoft that's available. Is written in a way that you get the impression that some functionality is already available, even though that is more like an advertisement for the stuff to right. come, right? So yeah. we have to you think you're looking for um some sort of a behavior of a function and oh it's not there, ah uh, yeah. And then you ask the internal, ah uh, it's going to come. Uh, There's somehow.
0: a term for that. It's called markitecture.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It's fun. Somewhat distracts um, conservative customers, so to speak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, so. Let me tell you. So, I mean, it's it's fun sitting and talking about documentation. But uh, <laughs> so, what <laughs> would you say? It's like so. What are you like passionate about right now? What are you out there talking with uh, with you know customers and and things that, <laughs> that you're passionate about?
1: Um, actually, I I'm most of the time I'm talking to. You customers and aim prospects in regards to Office 365, that cloud by itself, it's not evil, you know, because still a lot of people think cloud is bad. Other stuff that I put into the cloud is being uh, shared with some, uh, you know, like the intelligence services and stuff and even the cloud provider themselves are going to have access to my data and you have to clarify a lot of wrong information and to show that moving to the cloud does have its challenges, but it's still most of the time more secure than running your stuff and holding your data in your on-premises environment. Right? This is stuff to convince people and to, to get the right information out um, to IT administrators. And the other sort of things. The other thing is that uh, a lot of IT administrators do fear about their um, Workplace. right yeah right because when a company more says okay we're going to move our stuff to the cloud it's not being explained why and what are the challenges and what are the chances for the administrators you know if they extend their knowledge and how they can even shape how the cloud is being introduced uh, and being used by a company it's just more like you know they feel that they they can't do anything about it it just comes. It's interesting that a lot of administrators these days not even have familiarized themselves with PowerShell in
0: 2018,
1: and it's not a new stuff. It's not a new technology.
0: Right. No, it's, you know, look, that, I mean, that's been a topic. I mean, we were talking about uh, the first Ignite when they rebranded the the conference to Ignite in Chicago, Um, which, by the way, a lot of people didn't like, like, the venue, the location. I thought it was fantastic. I I actually loved it, but uh, anyway.
1: But, uh, yeah, but you know, compared to Atlanta, Chicago yeah, was yeah, that's a, yeah, that's true. Yeah, right, because it was pretty close to the city. The city itself was awesome.
0: I just say, you know, it. Uh, I think it depended a lot where your hotel was. Mine was the last pickup, first drop off, so <laughs> it was a, a good location. Uh, but no, I did a saw so a session on the as part of that conference. I'll have to link it within the blog post for this. But um, around. Um, uh, that you know the, like the future role of the IT pro and uh, and so I did it um, just as a I was you know independent I was you know one of my first big uh, um, uh, research projects kind of outside it was really just kind of a community-based research project I went and did a lot of interviews with IT pros I am not an IT pro I point that out to everybody in the audience at the beginning of that but to go and collect the information and, and back. And a lot of the fear was really kind of a, not just a lack of understanding of, of the transition, the role um, will go through of an IT pro, where it does not go away, it moves. Um, there, which is not to say that there are not companies that go and say, hey, we can reduce headcount by getting rid of this, this role because we're moving to cloud services and then find themselves in a difficult position um, later of not having that key understanding of the services they're consuming and the pieces the components that are still on prem and and so it can be very complex and you need to still have those i t pros
1: yeah absolutely right and you'd have to familiarize yourself with the uh, the overall speed of change uh, when it comes to the technology, but nevertheless uh, the marketing stuff that is being yeah provided by cloud uh Provide it's not only related to Microsoft, uh, but a lot of companies think that, okay, I do can uh, get rid of my administrators. I do get rid of my internal on premises IT infrastructure. I simplify my uh, all of the, uh, I simplify the things that I'm running my uh, IT infrastructure with, but that's not true, right? Because it's getting even cloud itself, it's a complex technology. You do have to have your own employees that. Uh, can even um, evaluate of the stuff that is being provided by external consultants if this is for the good for the company, right?
0: Yep, and 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 the, I mean, the other side of that too is um, you know as you mentioned from the hybrid scenario is that um, you know while there are plenty of companies that are out there that are pure cloud they've always you know they they never had that infrastructure um, you know but it, you know any you know larger mid to large company that has been around for a few years has that infrastructure has those components has made all those investments and it and you can't just cut and run from those those systems it takes time to move those over and and the right timing to make sure that you are getting the right value out of the investments you've already made as you make the transition over
1: yeah absolutely but the clutter uh, actually makes much easier for startups you know to get uh, to get it on running and get up with the uh, company itself and do not have to have heavy investments up front for some sort of internal uh, IT infrastructure. But when the uh, startup more or less after one, two, or even three years then moves on to being uh, successful, you can even then establish a on-premise stuff and then go into a hybrid mode or whatever. You You are totally flexible.
0: I, you know, I just, that's a great point. When I, my first software startup in the late nineties, um, we were lucky enough to have been, uh, added to an IBM connection, uh, incubator program when like 98, I think that was 98, 99, mm-hmm. and which gave us hardware and software and a bunch of other things. And, uh, and so we were able to go and develop that. I and mean, so here we were self-funding, um, some friends and family initially and couldn't afford to go out and, and buy everything that we needed to go and build out our, our product. And, uh, and, and so now it's just amazing what you can do for very low cost and go and spin up. And, and uh, I mean, and even the, the user experience in Azure and AWS and you know all these platforms and, and other just tools that are out there connecting to those systems. Um, it is, it, it makes it for rapid, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of proof of concept for startups, Um, but also very inexpensive for just operations solutions like Office 365. I mean, I've been running my little company of five, you know, since day one on Office 365. And, um, you know, with essentially the three, well, four core email is still there. So between, uh, you know, uh, Outlook or Exchange, SharePoint, Yammer, and Teams, everything we do is within those four. Uh, So, it's and and it's so inexpensive for a team of five to get up and running on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you get uh, even support, you know, from the business program by Microsoft. So uh, this is the way that I, I funded and had the uh, initial Office 365 licenses and uh, and even the uh, software development licenses for my company when I started my business in 2014. So the BizSpark program on Microsoft is definitely a good yes. starting point you know, when you think about starting your own business.
0: Yep, it, is BizSpark still running? Or did Actually, they cuz they've got a new program that just got announced. I wasn't sure if BizSpark was still around.
1: Well, it was definitely uh, active at the uh, beginning of this year. I yeah, just. Uh,
0: I'm gonna look yeah, it up right now. Yeah. So. I'm-
1: Thank you. Otherwise, but nevertheless, some sort of program is definitely up there. Uh, yeah. Microsoft supports you in getting you up and running, starting your own company, providing right. uh, value to the cloud service and uh, to the uh, software development side of things.
0: So I've not been watching this space, but you're exact. So it's, it, it, it goes over now to startups.microsoft.com. So that was part of the news that I saw yeah. around, that around that. And yeah. and and yeah, so I, my, I had a nonprofit a couple of years back, and so we, yeah. we leveraged some of the same resources. Um and so I just seem to have recall that they were ending BizSpark like the name and just yeah moving over to this broader program now yeah
1: more more modern I would say
0: yeah and it's and it is something that it, so I mean for for those that are um, you know toying with the idea of a product or a service and starting your own company the fact that you can go and and get access to very inexpensively mm. to this through this program I mean it's absolutely just yeah
1: yeah absolutely.
0: And then there, of course, there's other free resources like the go and sign up for like an Azure and you get the you get like, you know, two hundred dollars worth of you know, the Azure services, which to go. And if you're, you know, again, building a POC or something, you can go and utilize those and not have to pay a penny to go and prove something out uh, and work with Azure as well.
1: Yeah, just keep the stuff that is going to work and just throw away the stuff that is not going to work. So.
0: Exactly. In fact, I say that as I need to go and set up uh, for a demo environment, set up an Azure for this conference next week. Um, so yeah. a bunch of things around SharePoint and yeah. Teams. And so they've got those you know, demo environments and other things you can go and utilize, which is just it's fantastic as a resource.
1: Yeah, you just rethink. You know, how complicated it was to uh, script or to set up your SharePoint farm uh, five to six years ago. Yeah, you know, compared to nowadays.
0: Well, something that we actually had, you know, working for an IS, my prior ISV, yeah. that uh, people would come and ask if they could buy from us, license um, <laughs> the demo that we had built, um, and. Uh, not because of the demo of our software, but because of all the dummy data that we could do. This really rich demos with users and profile and content and all these things that are out there. I mean, and people would really pay for that. And
1: yeah, if, yeah, right. Because what's a demo environment? You know, with any users, any content, right?
0: Yeah. So Just it's a typical thing trying something new. If you don't have any data hooked up, then you're not going to get a real view of what this technology can do.
1: Yeah, you know, especially when it comes to Office 365, so uh, Microsoft partners can utilize a uh, demo tenants which have a fully set of users and demo content available because without any content, you are just plain not able to um, demonstrate all the services that are available in Office 365. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You just can't show anything without any data.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, well, Thomas, it's been great talking to you. How can people, if they want to reach out to you and connect with you, how can they find you?
1: So they can definitely find me uh, easily using my uh, own website. It's So I'm, I think we're going to put a link into the I will. Yes. Yeah. And just follow me on Twitter at, at Stenzitsky. So just my last name.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks. It was great uh, to talk to you. And congratulations again on the new MVP. And we'll, uh, are you going to make it over to the MVP Summit next spring?
1: Absolutely, you bet on it.
0: Yeah, that is a, a lot of fun. So I would even, uh, if you can, to come spend a couple extra days. It's always a great opportunity. There's always stuff that's going on around it, um, but it's also an opportunity just to connect with uh, the Microsoft folks and even the local community there and just make a lot of contact. So I always encourage people to come out, spend an extra day or two, um, you know, maybe set up meetings and, and things like that. So, uh, but, but anyway, thanks a lot for your time. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Christian. Take care.